0: Welcome to Zikhodav member of Abraham Goldire and Dear Mazakhaz Yavamis Dav the third parak, ba'achin. So the three jobs we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah Dav Chav Vav had stated that in a case of two sisters falling to two brothers for Yibum, if one of the sisters is an Arabic to one of the brothers, then that brother is forbidden to take her, but is permitted to take her sister so in Yibum. The we're to ask why this was taught when we already learned in the Mishnah Dav Chav Amanov, with the case of two sisters who fall to one brother, and one of the sisters is an heir to the Yavam. And the Mishnah states, Her sister, who is her fellow may either do a chalitza or be taken in Yivam. So, why did our Mishnah need to repeat it? The Gemara answers that both cases were needed, for if only the case of one Yavam was taught, one might think that in the case of two brothers, there is room to think that a gazer should be made that the first brother not do yibum, for otherwise his doing yibum might lead to the second brother mistakenly doing yibum. Therefore, the mission is teaching that the first brother may do yibum. And if only the case of two brothers was taught, one might think that the first brother can do yibum since the second brother shows that one may not take a sister of a zukuka. But in the case of one yobam, where there is no second brother, one might come to think that one is permitted to take a sister of a Zakukah and Yibum without realizing the second sister was an erva to the yava. Point of view to said the name of Rav, and similarly Rabbi taught a Bryce which states, concerning all the Arais listed in the first mission of the Masechta, I can apply the mission's teaching that Muteris the sister who is forbidden to this brother, is permitted to that brother and vice versa, and this is a case in which they had stated Yavimta O her sister, who is her fellow Yavama, may do Chalitza or be taken in Yibum. Reviewed has said that this statement applies to all the arise listed in the first mission from the case of mother-in-law and onward, but does not include the first six cases related to daughters and granddaughters. The reason is that this rule could only apply to daughters that were conceived out of wedlock. For then they could be two sisters that were daughters from two brothers from the same woman. And our mission only deals with cases of marriage, not with cases where a woman was violated. The G'more brings two more interpretations of this rule. Point number three, the next mission states that if there were three brothers, two of whom were married to two sisters, or to a woman and a daughter, or a granddaughter, and both married brothers died childless, the Yavamas require a chalitza and may not be taken in Yibum. This is because each widow is a relative of a zakuka. They must do chalitza since the issue of taking a relative of a zakuka is only the Rabbanim. But Rabbi Shimon exempts them even from chalitza. The more it brings up rice that they're taught, Rabbi Shimon from both Chalitza and yibum. for the Pasuk states, You shall not take a woman in addition to her sister to make them sorrows. This teaches, That at the time that the two sisters become sorrows to one another, by falling to the same man for yibum, you should not have a marital bond with even one of them. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Daf Chafva had stated that in a case of two sisters falling to two brothers for yibum. If one of the sisters is an erba to one of the brothers, then that brother is forbidden to take her, but is permitted to take her sister, in yibum. Then we to ask why this was taught when we already learned it in the Mishnah on Amanov, with the case of two sisters who fall to one brother, and one of the sisters is an erba to the Abam. And the Mishnah states, Her sister, who is her fellow yavama may either do a chalitza or be taken in yibum. So why did our Mishnah need to repeat it? The answer answers that both cases were needed, for if only the case of one Yavim was taught, one might think that in the case of two brothers, Ekel and Mishum, sheni, there's room to think that a Gezer should be made that the first brother not do Yibim, for otherwise his doing yibum might lead to the second brother mistakenly doing Yibim. Therefore, the mission is teaching that the first brother may do Yibim. And if only the case of two brothers was taught, one might think that the first brother can do Yibum since the second brother shows that one may not take a sister of a Zukuka. But in the case of one Yavam, where there is no second brother, one might come to think that one is permitted to take a sister of a Zukuka and Yibum without realizing the second sister was an erva to the Yavam. Point of which, review to review the said the name of Rav, and Similarly Rubikhiya taught a Bryce, which states, concerning all the aris listed in the first mission of the Mesachta. I can apply the mission's teaching that, the sister who is forbidden to this brother is permitted to that brother and vice versa, and this is a case in which they had stated, her sister, who is her fellow Yavama, may do Chalitza or be taken in Yibum. Reviewed has said that this statement applies to all the arise listed in the first mission from the case of mother-in-law and onward, but does not include the first six cases related to daughters and granddaughters. The reason is that this rule could only apply to daughters that were conceived out of wedlock. For then they could be two sisters that were daughters from two brothers from the same woman. And our mission only deals with cases of marriage, not with cases where a woman was violated. The more brings two more interpretations of this rule. Point of the next mission states that if there were three brothers, two of whom... Were married to two sisters, or to a woman and her daughter, or a granddaughter, and both married brothers died childless. The yavamas require chalitza and may not be taken in Yibum. This is because each widow is a relative of a zakuka. They must do chalitza since the issue of taking a relative of a zakuka is only the Rabbanim. But Rabbi Shimon exempts them even from chalitza. The Gemara brings up Risa that they are taught. Rabbi Shimon puts them from both chalitza and yibum. for the Pasuk states. You shall not take a woman in addition to her sister to make them sorrows. This teaches, This teaches, that at the time that the two sisters become sorrows to one another, by falling to the same man for Yibum, you should not have a marital bond with even one of them. All right, so now we go to of Chavches, and our standard simon is a strong man, Koach, a strong man. So here goes. The strong man who did Yibum to one of two sisters, because the other was an ervatum, though his brother could not do the same, discovered they were daughters born out of wedlock, and that Rebbe Shimon punishes his brother from doing Yibum or Chalitza, because... Isha Alakosa was the Kahwitz Roar. Once again into motion. The strong man, strong man, that must be one Daf Chafez the strong man who did Yibum to one of two sisters because the other was an erva to him though his brother could not do the same which reminds us the Mishnah had stated that in the case of two sisters falling to two brothers for Yibum if one of the sisters is an erva to one of the brothers then the brother is forbidden to take her but is permitted to take her sister in Yibum the Gemara asked why this was taught when we already learned it in the Mishnah with the case of two sisters who fall to one brother and one of the sisters is an erva to the yavam. and the Mishnah states Achos her sister, who is her fellow Yavama, may either do Chalitza or be taken in Yibam. The Gemara will discuss why the mishnah needed to repeat it. So the strong man who did yibum to one of two sisters, because the other was an ervatuim, though his brother could not do the same, discovered they were daughters born out of wedlock, which reminds us, Reviewed said that Ravikhiya's rule applies to all the arrivals listed in the first Mishnah from the case of a mother-in-law and onward, but does not include the first six cases related to daughters and granddaughters. The reason is that this rule could only apply to daughters that were conceived out of wedlock. For then they could be two sisters that were daughters from two brothers from the same woman. And our Mishnah only deals with cases of marriage, not with cases where a woman was violated. So the strong man who did Yibum to one of two sisters because the other was an Erebatuam, though his brother cannot do the same, discovered they were daughters born out of wedlock and that Rebbe Shimon punches his brother from doing Yibum or Chalitza because of isha Chosa was which reminds me of brings a price to the top. Rabbi Shem both sisters of fought Yibum to one Yavam from Chalitza and Yibum. for the Pasuk states. You shall not take a woman in addition to her sister to make them sorrows. This teaches That at the time that two sisters become sorrows to one another by falling to the same man for Yibum, you shall not have a marital bond with even one of them. So once again the strong man who did yibum to one of two sisters, because the other was an tuum, though his brother could not do the same, discovered there were daughters born out of wedlock, and the Rebbe punches his brother from doing yibum or Chalitza because of Yishel Elochosa, L'osik HaKhitzveror. All right, now it's time for 4 Blah Dav chavdal. so the Simmer Dav chavdalid is a pitcher, a cud. so here goes. The Yaakum Hashim Achiv who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique Pitcher collection. pictures That must be more enough. Chav The Yakum Oshim Achiv Yavum, who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique Pitcher collection, which reminds us, it was taught in the Brice of the Pasuk states, V'hayal B'Chor and it shall be the firstborn. M'chan Mitzvah From here we learn that it's a mitzvah of the eldest to do Yibum. Yakum Oshim Achiv, he shall be established on the name of his brother, L'Nachla, which refers to inheritance, which teaches that the one who does Yibum inherits the entire estate. Of his brother, so the Yakimoshim Achib Yavam who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique picture collection was dismayed when he was told that he would not receive a double portion of his grandfather's collection destined for his father, which reminds us, the Gemara asked regarding what halacha did the Torah mention before when it could have said that the eldest brother should preferably do Yibam. It answers that the term B'chor was written with like to diminish the Yavim's rights, just as the B'chor does not take a double portion in his father's inheritance which is still yet to come to the father, like the assets that are currently in the possession of a living grandfather. So to the Yavim who stands in the place of the deceased brother and takes a double portion in his father's estate he does not take an extra portion in the father's assets which are still yet to come like the ones were already in the father's possession so the Yakumoshim Hashim Achib Yavum who inherited his deceased brother's entire antique picture collection was dismayed when he was told that he would not receive a double portion of his grandfather's collection destined for his father and grew worried that his wife who converted because of his anticipated wealth would leave him. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses whether Garing that converted for an ulterior motive are considered legitimate Garing. Daf Chaf Hay. So the Daf Chaf Hay is a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. The couple celebrating 25 years of marriage, 25 years of marriage, a silver wedding anniversary? That must be more on Daf Chaf the couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were counted before a day and a half had elapsed, which reminds the Mishnah of Chavdal and Mabay's state that if one was subject to rumors that he had relations with a married woman, and on required the husband to divorce her if the suspected adulterer married her, he must divorce her. The Gemara brought a Malchukas where Rav held that the adulterer only divorces her when there were witnesses to the adultery, and Rebbe held he must divorce her even based on a mere rumor without witnesses. On this, stuff, the Gemara says the Lach is like each of them, and explains that there's not a contradiction, but the distinctions whether there was a The Pasik, a rumor that was stopped by a counter rumor that denied the first one. Abai says that his adopted mother taught him that Akalad the little Pasik, a rumor was not stopped is a rumor that endures for a day and a half. So the couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were countered before a day and a half had lapsed lost their appetite when the waiter testified to them that he killed a husband. Which reminds us the next mission states that if one testifies regarding a man that he died or I killed him or we killed him he may not marry the dead man's wife. Which implies that while he may not marry the wife Others may marry her. The Gemara says the mission can be explained in accordance with Rabba who rules Adam Atzmo vein Adam Mesim Atzmo Russia. A person is considered related to himself, and therefore a person cannot disqualify himself from testifying by establishing himself as a Russia. In effect, Pagin Dibura. We split his testimony, so the part regarding himself is not considered, but his testimony regarding the other. Is believed. So the couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were countered before a day and a half had elapsed lost their appetite when the waiter testified to them that he killed a husband who was a mumcha judge who had married a woman he released from a vow. Which reminds us the next Mishnah states, Al a who forbids a woman to her husband by not releasing her from a net or she made not to derive pleasure from him and he divorced her, may not marry the woman. Even though a basin of three is required to release the woman from her vow, and in such a case the judge would not be suspect since he's acting as part of a basin, the more explains that the case was with a single judge who was a yachid mumcha, an expert judge. In such a case, he may release her from the vow, and if he does not, then he is prohibited to marry her. Daf Chavav, so the similar daf Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. The soldier who testified that his friend died in the military coup, military coup, that must mean we on daf Chavav. The soldier who testified that his friend died in the military coup and then married the wife after his own wife died. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Bakulam, and all of them referring to the Chalcham, who did not release a wife from her nether, the shliach who brought a get from Medina's and the witness to a man's death, Sheyilam nashim Mesu mutarazli nasilehem. If they had wives at the time and the wives later died, they're permitted to marry the woman whose case they were involved in. Rashi explains that there's no reason to be suspect that they had ulterior motives since they were married at the time. The more I clarifies that in certain situations, even after he divorces his wife, one is permitted to marry these women. So the soldier who testified that his friend died in the military coup and then married the wife after his own wife died met up with a comrade whose testimony freed up a woman to marry his son, which reminds us of the Mishnah state at V'kulon Muttar Olachem and all these women are permitted to the sons and brothers of these men who were involved in freeing them. The G'more explains why this is different from what is taught in Abraisa, that if one is the subject of rumors that he was with a certain woman, that he's forbidden to her mother, her daughter, or her sister. So the soldier who testified that his friends died in the military coup, and then married the wife after his own wife died, met up with a comrade whose testimony freed up a woman to marry his son, and they had a grand old time discussing the Sidya of Khalidza Pesula. Which reminds us that a chalitza p'sula is where the brother is not permitted to do yibum and forced to do chalitza, such as in the case where the yavamah is the sister of the yavam's chalitza. Since it's a chalitza Pasua, the yavamah acquires a chalitza from all the brothers, since this type of chalitza does not have the strength to sever the zika from all the brothers at once. Daf Chavzayin, So the similar Daf Chavzayin is a kazoo. So here goes. The kids who blew their zika alert kazoos, kazoos, that must be more on Daf Chavzayin. The kids who blew their Zika alert kazoos at the tsaros of two sisters who did chalitza to warn them that they were not released yet, which reminds us, Ravashi explained Shmuel's ruling that if the yavam performs chalitza with two sisters, the tsaros are not released is based on the view that there is Zika. And the reason why the tsaros are not released when the yavam performs chalitza with the sisters is because the Zika is not strong enough to make the tsaros of an erva through the Zika equal to the erva through Zika herself. And Rashi explains that the Rabban decreed a Zika in the case of Ahu Zukuka. So, making the sister of a Zukuka like an erva. Now while this on a Rabban level forbids her tsara from Yibum, it's not strong enough to classify her as an erva like it does with the tsara of a Dereisa erva. Therefore, the tsars require chalitza as well. So, the kids who blew their Zika alert kazoos at the tsars of two sisters who did chalitza to warn them that they were not released yet... Where one was a ballas get, and the other a Mimer, which reminds us more as in a case in which a man's brother died childless, leaving two widows, and the Yovin gave a get to one widow and did Mimer with the other one. Which one should the yavam do chalitza with? Do we say that the one that received the get should do chalitza, the aschur ba chalitza, because the yavam has already started the chalitza process with her, or do we say it's preferred to do chalitza the one he did mimer with, mishim dekroba labia, because since he did mimer with her, she's closer than her tsara to doing Yibim with the yavam, and therefore the chalitza is a stronger chalitza. The gemara concludes that they are equal, and neither takes precedence. So the kids who blew their Zika alert kazoos at the tsaros of two sisters who did chalitza to warn them that they were not released yet, where one was a balas get and the other a balas mimer, were told to stop blowing when they were notified that in fact the first sister died before doing chalitza and the second one was taken in Yibum, which reminds Rav said the name of Rav in a case of two sisters who married two brothers who fall to one Yavum. If the first widow died before doing chalitza, then he may take the second sister in Yibum. The more clarifies that even though Rub holds that the principle of Shako Yavama Sheena Nikoraba Bushas Yavama Yavo Aleha, Arizoke Ishus Ach any Yavama, that I cannot call the time she fell to Yibum my Yavama is considered like the wife of a brother who has children and is forbidden to the Yavam forever, he says it only applies when it's dealing with the Derisa of Achos Isha. But in the case with two sisters, where it's only a Zika Rabanan, it does not apply. All right, that concludes today's year, This is Rabbi Ramgond, zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.